America, my name is Amir Yosef from Punk. I come to you live every Thursday about this time. Today we're going to talk about dubious satisfactions. It's not, and helpful anxieties. It's not obvious that satisfactions can be bad for you, but have you ever tried to talk to someone who's self-satisfied? Have you ever tried to get them to learn something that they don't want to know? They're happy with, they want to, with what they want to know. Why would they learn something new? Um, they just want to be validated in whatever feeling uh, they have a satisfaction and they'll also guard their satisfaction with a, with a quickness and a viciousness that you would be surprised. So without, uh, uh, without a healthy lack or a healthy appreciation of their lack of knowledge or wisdom or being, if they feel whole in themselves and they will guard and jealously like preserve that wholeness against the claims of justice. So you want people to be a little bit anxious. Anxiety, maybe you want them to be a little bit insecure about whether they're doing the right thing because people who are very secure about whether they're doing the right thing are not particularly um, prone to change their minds, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I could talk a little bit about uh, you know, Plato and the Symposium and, and, and the Mino, but um, I could just, the, the, punchline is that there's some sort of satisfactions that get in the way of you wanting to care about something more meaningful. And if you're willing to, what you're willing to do to jealously guard your sense of satisfaction and self-satisfaction is often against justice, right? Like, so right now, the biggest, the biggest barrier to redressing injustice in America is white people's sense of self-satisfaction in their culture, even as they watch their kids be much less mediocre than they are. As bad as baby boomer whites are, their children are really kind of worthless. Um, and their children's children, like, this, like, like the, the whites do not reproduce very well. Anyway, um, so before I go in on dubious self-satisfactions, I do want to say that I have an ex exclusive, I have an exclusive, I have gotten a look into Nia Long's uh, Emma uh, Odoka's uh, girlfriend, I've gotten a look into her DMs. And apparently, her DMs look a lot like this. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, like, Nia Long circa uh, Love Jones is, 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 is A-OK -okay with me. I'm the groove man. Um, so I thought, I thought that was funny. Nia Long's DMs are probably an amusing place to be right now. Uh, another thing before I hit the opening. Uh, we have a list. We have a picture of the Alabama State. That's an HBCU. Your proud HBCU National Tennis Championship team. HBCU National Tennis Championships. Yep. That's the Alabama HBCU National Tennis Champions. So what does that mean? It means tennis is a culture. And if you think that you can participate and beat these kids, uh, you're wrong. Because tennis is a culture. I think tennis is a culture. Baseball is a culture. Even running. I like tennis is a culture. Baseball is a culture. Um, swimming is a culture. Anyway, when I say it's a culture, that means there's generational and institutional support. And generational, institutional, and organizational anything in the United States, since we're you know, kind of a capitalist country, it means it takes money. And anything that's money, anything that takes that kind of money is going to be anti-black. Uh, so tennis, baseball, golf. Be, and this is why you should really respect what Earl, Earl Woods and Richard Williams did. 
they beat back an institutional culture. So not only do, if you're a first, inst- first generation like player in these sports, you're gonna have to just beat back a sea of whites. You're going to have to do it while all the whites lie to you about how institutional of the, the, the benefits are, right? And the institutional culture, they are. Hold on one second. My kids just came home from uh, from school, and, uh, and you know I have this I have the lunch waiting for them upstairs. All right, so um, so one of the problems with anything in America that's meaningful being institutionalized, but being a part of institutional and generational knowledge and being part of a culture is that people who break in and our liberal ideology says that anyone can break in anything. No. Um, that's, it's just a lie. And then those first generation people don't even know how deep their institutional, like, support is, right? They just don't know. So everyone's lying to you all the time. And to be a black man in America who wants to make something and do it and make something of themselves is to be lied to about, lied to about anything. Because there are two ways. Either you have institutional resources or you're sucking up to white ass. And if you're not willing to suck up to white ass, uh, and you don't have institutional resources, you're fighting out here in these streets. And that's, and that's a problem. By the way, if you, if you appreciate me doing what I'm doing, you need to go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in $5, 15 or $50 a month to keep me doing what I'm doing because nobody's going to tell you the quality of truth that I'm telling you. By the way, you know what else is an institution? Math. All right, so that is the U.S. math Team Olympiad beats China for the first time in 30 years. And you know who the team is? Right. So it's culture. It's not about like, well, you know, maybe these Chinese people are better at math. No, there's a math culture. I bet you all of their parents are very good at math, especially since the 501, not 501, the H1B visas, um, we only let in for the last, you know, 20, 30 years, a certain kind of Chinese American citizen. So... We're fighting, you're fighting against generational culture. You're fighting, it's a generational game. Hey, yes, yes, come on. If you, if you want to talk to me, you have to come. Uh, Mom's working right now. Okay. Okay, well, you can ask your sister. All right, so. Um, Right, so everything that matters is a matter of is a matter of institutional culture, and if you don't have the institutional culture, you are behind in ways you don't even know. And everyone will lie to you. Lie to, to be surrounded by the whites is to be surrounded by a bunch of liars about everything that matters. Right? So um, you need to build. Are you gonna come say hi to the people? Come say hi, people. Hi, people. <laughs> well, you gotta wave. Ah. Hi. Hi. And Daddy, yes. the, the burger is only on off. I know, I put the burgers on off because I don't want them to burn while I'm doing my show. So I'm going to go up and finish, don't touch the microphone. I'm going to go up and finish the burgers once I'm done with my show, which will be in about 10 more minutes, okay? All right. So um, everything that matters in the United States is a matter of institutional culture and generational knowledge. And if you don't have the institutional culture and generational knowledge, uh, she's at her lesson. And you think you're in the game, you're not really in the game. You have been paid, people with big money and big knowledge suck you in and tell you you're in the game so that they can exploit 
your little money and little knowledge for their gain to add to their largesse, right? So people say like, oh, you can do anything that the people with the back with the backing can do. No, you can't. No, you can't unless you want to suck up the white ass. But if you're not if you're not willing to do that, no, you can't. Or like Tyler Perry get you know put up getting a dress. They like them black men in their dresses, don't they? Um, <laughs> they. Without that institutional knowledge, institutional training, and institutional technique, and which is often generational father-son, which is one, one of the reasons, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, my parents' divorce and what that means, but I think that means a lot. It's also one of the reasons why I'm so, depending on who you talk to, hands-on with my kids. I put my mitts on them every, like, I am hands-on with my kids because, like, they're going to be more impressive than I am in every way that matters. And if they're not, then I have failed as a human. Right? If each one of my three kids is not more impressive than I am in everything that matters, then I have failed as a human. And if your kids are not more impressive than you are, then you're failing. And if you're not preparing your kids to be more impressive than you are, then you are failing. It's a great do-over, or at least a continuation. Um, so, don't squander. Don't squander their childhood. Like, put your time in put your time in you know they're not gonna like it and you're gonna and you're gonna get some stuff i i get all sorts of side eyes by all sorts of parents who are not as good at the job as i am um about how like seriously i take this part of the job but i uh you know it's either that or you spend all your money on rehabs and therapy bills and all this stuff later on so you you fight you do what you're supposed to do because it's a generational game you want to get in it and even even if i don't get it get to get in it this generation my grandkids will be in the game in a way that, you know, is appropriate to their stature, right? So anything that matters in the United States is a generational, is a generational game. And anyone who's telling you not that it's not a generational game is lying to you. Now we're going to talk about satisfactions. A lot of people, the problem with dealing with people who are satisfied and self-satisfied is that they don't learn anything. And if you don't learn anything, that means you can't be talked into understanding the case for reparations for black people in America. So what we need to do is actually frustrate people's satisfactions. And there are a lot of industries that are organized to satisfy uh, the whites in a way that's not particularly good for their knowledge and wisdom and not particularly good for our cause, right? So, and you know, I talk a lot about how, how much I think um, psychiatry and psychology is trash right now because of uh, people just paying themselves, paying people, paying other people to to for, like tell them what they want to hear. And I think the sound, a lot of higher education is like that too. Um, and I think that's unfortunate. I do not tell people what they want to hear. And if you support me, continuing to not tell people what they want to hear, go ahead and, and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars. Um, a month to www.funkyacademic.com. And I think I'd like to get the quality of insight that will help you actually be good, not just feel satisfied with where you are. Because if you're satisfied with where you are, you're not trying to grow, you're not trying to get better, you're not trying to actually make the situation whole. You'll actually fight against people organizing for, you know, justice, right? And if you're so satisfied, you're not going to. So uh, if you're not, if you're satisfied, then you aren't going to actually change um, for the sake of justice. And that's a problem. 
So we need people unsatisfied. We need to not, we need to frustrate the white sense of satisfaction. And that's if, because people who are satisfied, especially if, if you're satisfied and you're wealthy, you're not even going to listen to this show. <laughs> if you're satisfied and you got money, you're, you're, you're not even going to listen to this show because I'm, you're probably the problem. Right? So we need to turn their kids against them and make them less satisfied in their ignorance. Now, it's not, it's not somehow um, malicious because I'm just trying to spread the truth. It's not malicious because I'm just trying to spread the truth. And I'm not trying to, it's not any propaganda. So we're going to dissatisfy them with the truth and make them appropriately anxious. Because only people with appropriately, who are appropriately anxious are actually going to be fellow travelers in uh, their justice. Because if you're satisfied with America as is, America as is will keep black people poor forever. So anybody who's self-satisfied with America as is, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for justice. They need to be, uh, you know, taken apart. And like we need to like sow anxiety among them and actually undermine their institutions that get rid of their anxiety. So like, like I said, you have an entire therapy like industry that's organized around coddling white anxiety. And I say we need to take all of them out because we need the whites more anxious than they are and less self-satisfied. We need them productively anxious. Sometimes when they get anxious, they start shooting people. That's not optimal. But um, right now, you know, the regular liberal whites, Clinton or even some of the Trump ones, but mostly the Clinton ones, they're entirely too self-satisfied and they're not moving anywhere. And that's a problem. Right? So we need to promote anxiety amongst the whites in a productive way because as they are self-satisfied in their economy that, that promotes and, and, um, and produces that quality of satisfaction among the whites is, is going to be, is a problem for anybody's justice claim. All right, so go at that sense of satisfaction. And you need to undermine it any way you know how. You can't often do it directly. So I say you try to implode their families. Because, and that's why I think like, I mean, you should push your critical race theory in schools because then they go home and it's like sending a little, I, I, I mentioned this kind of like a, a, one of those roach traps where they take the food home to their base and then poison everybody. You, put, you, you, you get them the truth in school and then they go home and then like you explode a few Thanksgiving dinners and that's how you sow the appropriate amount of, of truth to, to uh, get rid of the, the easy self-satisfaction and that way like we can all move forward as a whole. We need, need to be like chemo. <laughs> Kill it all so we can just kind of make it, make it anew. Right? So self-satisfaction is the enemy to progress in a way that's not obvious. And anxiety can be a friend, especially existential anxiety. Who should we be? If you know who we should be, and you're comfortable with who we are, you're going to be a problem, right? So we need some sort of anxiety. You need to be, have like a quality of existential dread. And honestly, like, you know, there are stakes. There are stakes to this, and I want to make this nation whole. And you should too. So once again, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com. Kick in $5, $15, or $50 if you think that I give you anything that's worth thinking. Also, start the generational plan for your kids now. If you don't have a plan for your kids 
then you just understand that America does, and it's not the same. If you don't have kind of an image conception of what kind of parents and grandkids, grandkids you want, then once again, America has a conception. Like, I, I want strong black communities, and we need to start this campaign 80, because we are 80 years away from having strong black communities. Like, if I just wanted to get rich, I could get, I could suck up enough white ass and like, I could get over on myself, but I want communities of, of black people who are equal partners in America. Um, and, and like with community wide power and that's black. And that takes and statewide power that's black and just to be you know like i said an equal partner in america and with personal and community resources to do so and with that that means lifting up a lot of poor black people because right now in order for us to get that at the community level we have to forget 95 percent of black communities of black people so like the jack and jill elites over at the hamptons that's not what i'm talking about that's i don't want more of that i want everyday black people to be in a community with ev other everyday black people and everyone has 300 grand in the, in, the, in the bank and like owns a house. And that's not the situation right now. And, and, and that situation is going to need plans. And in order to, um, to bring that reality about, we're going to have to, we're going to have to frustrate a lot of people's sense of satisfaction. Because people who are satisfied aren't going to learn and they're going to talk of um, yeah and uh, and they're going to talk yeah someone mentioned tyler perry tyler perry got rich putting on a dress i want black people to get rich without putting on a dress and i want black people to be surrounded by black people where no black person they know kisses a, a white ass that's that's my in my america because white people can be surrounded by other white people and nobody kisses a black ass I want black people to be surrounded by whole zip codes full of black people where nobody in those black people is scared of the whites or are scared of losing their job or scared of ticking off the whites. Um, and that is a lot of what freedom looks like because you can't be both free and scared of ticking off the whites. Which is one of the reasons I'm one of the freest Negroes you know. Um, and I will, I got to go uh, get my kids their burgers before they mutiny. Do you want to, do you want, are you sure you don't want to say hi to the people? No? All right. And I will see you next week. Take care.